like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books, then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. the Science Fictionary Podcast, the podcast brought to you by the sciencefictionary.com, where we discuss all things in the world of science fiction, superheroes, um, comic books, and the world of pop culture. And I am Daniel, and joining me today are Andrew. What's going on, everybody? Marisha. Hey, y'all. And David. Howdy. All right, everybody's doing well, I guess. Yeah. Nobody's caught the... Uh, Nobody's caught the end of the world virus yet? No. No, not yet. No, I figure we can just, like, you know, hang out and podcast. Nobody's going to get it that way. Yeah. Right, well, no, I guess not, but it's uh, it's kind of ruining some of our things to talk about. The one thing the coronavirus has ended is a lot of the films we were all looking forward to uh-huh. have been delayed. I'm trying to I'm trying to look. I mean, Marissa, you have a full list, right? I know yes. Mulan's been delayed. The Mutants have been delayed. Those are uh, uh-huh. two films that were... Supposed to open the next couple weeks. All right, so I can give them oh. to you in alphabetical order, courtesy of um, the real rejects. <laughs> All right, go go ahead. Okay, so the first movie on the list is Antlers, The Artist's Wife, Blue Story, uh, Fast and Furious Nine, which I guess their marketing is F Nine, The Lovebirds, Mulan, New Mutants. Uh, no Time to Die, the next James Bond movie, the 25th James Bond movie. Uh, that right. one actually has a new release date, November 25th, one of the few that actually has a new release date. Peter Rabbit 2, hooray! The Quiet Place 2, um, The Truth, which is a French film, and that's apparently it so far for movies that have been delayed. Okay, um, well, I, I just kind of wanted to ask y'all which one's Y'all are most disappointed in the delay because some of these are supposed to open the next couple of weeks. I mean, Dadgummit, I was, was going to risk coronavirus to go see Mulan, y'all. I was like, I was super stoked yeah. about it. Yeah, Mulan has a chance to be their best live action adaptation. I have loved the trailers. Mm-hmm. That even without the background of knowing that it's Mulan, without the Mm-hmm. Source material, the animated movie, that just looks like a good movie. It does. And I was I was definitely going to say that. And y'all know how much I've been looking forward to Mutants, this darn movie. The universe just does not want this movie to hit theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am still so excited for that movie. That's I think that's the one I'm the most disappointed in is I have to wait again to see New Mutants. There is still... That's one of the ones they have not announced a release date for no, yet. No release date. Um, Black Widow wasn't on the list. Is that still that still that is still holding it because its release date is in May, so that one's still holding. Well, yeah, we it haven't. Now, right? They haven't pushed any May releases yet. I they don't haven't. Think. They've only. I think so far all the release dates they've pushed were movies that were supposed to release in March. So mm-hmm. I guess it'll probably be a little longer um, until we start getting. Well, I guess Peter Rabbit was supposed to release in April. Okay, yeah, a few, I think a few of these s- were April releases. Yeah, you New probably Mutants saw March and early April pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, in a couple of weeks, if things are still trending the way they are right now, they'll probably push some more. I'm oh. not going to be surprised if some of these. 
I mean, not Mulan, not F9, but there's a few of those I'm not going to be surprised if they don't go straight to digital. Yeah. Before it's all said and done. Uh, I can't. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready to push that button yet. Well, I mean, some of um, them are not big enough to go into a summer release. Right. And if you start pushing, I mean, most of these are not big movies. Um, Mulan by far the biggest, and F9. I mean, those are always like big budget movies. So they're going to want that theater money. Um, they need it. Right. But the um, on the flip side, if everybody's stuck at home. Well, I mean, in Corona the, quarantine, we're going to need something to watch. So the real question, I guess, is because this creates, especially for a company like Disney, Disney already has a hard time scheduling without stepping on their own toes. Right. And having to push a movie like Mulan to end of the summer so you can push it into some of your Marvel release times. Mm hmm. Or you can't push it, and you can't push it to December into the Star Wars slot because you've already got Avatar there. I'd be okay if it went up against Avatar. I couldn't. Not, I mean, Avatar. I'd be fine with it, but they're not going to. I mean, you can't no. release those two on top of each other if you're a single company. No, it's true. Right? Yeah. Then you yeah you're taking money out of your own pocket. And we know Disney is not in the business of taking money out of their own pockets. No. <laughs> but uh, Bloodshot is still opening this weekend uh, for Is people it? listening <clears throat> for people listening we're actually recording this on uh the 12th yeah. of march so yes. that one was already hitting theaters too late to push it back so that one will be in theaters this weekend um i do know i am i am interested in seeing that i'm not sure i have time this weekend i'm still trying to get this house yeah. ready but um that is one at least that didn't suffer the consequences of of being pushed and that may actually help that that movie um that having some have of these things that, right not having so much competition mm -hmm. um so we'll, we'll unless they start shutting theaters down in which case it's not going to help it well, this is true also but some, you know if some, you're sorry go ahead uh something else i'm seeing that uh you know i haven't mentioned is um the Marvel, uh, the Disney Plus Marvel shows have been delayed a little bit because of the uh, recording schedules having to be pushed back because of all the Corona stuff. I know Sebastian Stan talked about that about Falcon and Winter Soldier be mm -hmm. potentially being delayed. Yeah, I wonder how much of that. Like, I don't know how far into making that series they are, but um, I think they showed a trailer to. They did to the shareholders. Yeah. yeah. So at least, I mean, it's at least part of it in post. So we'll have to see on that one. Part yeah. of it, yeah. But but from my understanding, they were still filming because they were in like some South American country, right? Filming something, and they had to leave because of the virus. So that's why it got all delayed. And right. And hope, but but it's far enough out that hopefully they'll be able to. Mm -hmm. They don't have to push back the release date too much. Um, Speaking of release dates, Loki also got just dropping it in. Loki got a November twenty twenty one. I mean, yeah, twenty twenty one release date. I think. Okay. Oh, awesome! I didn't realize that. Got an official time for that. That's something. Well, and it's also. I think there's been a lot of talk around, um, not just release dates, but production. You know, I think a lot of productions are getting slowed down. Or, I mean, you know, whenever 
Tom Hanks gets diagnosed with coronavirus, all of a sudden everybody starts paying attention oh. to <laughs> everybody loses to production, <laughs> uh, get get it potentially yep. getting interrupted. I mean, I I've been told that you know things tend to sweep through, um, film sets, you know, really really fast. You know, a whole bunch of people who aren't getting enough sleep, who aren't eating right, who aren't you know who are kind of taxing themselves physically already, and then yep. you bring in uh you know so even if I mean even even if it doesn't kill anybody, you get everybody down, you know, um, with the flu. Even at the same time, it it can it can be a problem. And I, I don't know. I think it's going to be. I'm a little concerned to see um, what it's going to do to to production schedules. Uh, specifically, this you know, couple of projects are supposed to be working on in Natchez in the next in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hoping no. that those aren't going to get shut down. What's going on in Natchez? We don't know yet. Don't it's know. all big we, hush hush. Yeah, there's but things. R- rumors are that there's there's two or three projects for this year on the table. So, oh they, boy, they filmed a movie there that uh, released last year. That was they it, they uh, filmed a horror movie here last year, or actually they filmed that that one released last year. It um, was actually right. filmed two years ago, mm-hmm. and then. They did a new one called Breaking News in Yuba County, which is going to release sometime this year, but they haven't set a date yet. Speaking of horror movies, I think what I'm most disappointed in being pushed back is actually A Quiet Place 2, because Mm -hmm. A Quiet Place is one of my favorite movies of the year. It came out. I love John Krasinski. Uh, I, I just, I love that he took that chance of being a director and just doing something really cool, and I thought it was a really good movie, really um, interesting one, and I was very excited to see the second one. The trailers were looking great, mm-hmm. and that's one of the that's one that I for sure was going to spend money to see. Right, and it's gone. Or yeah, well, well that's for gonna, now. it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it's going to disrupt the entire. It's going to disrupt so many schedules for next year mm-hmm. releases that. You almost wonder if, a, especially a company like Disney that's got more than a dozen movies coming out this year, mm-hmm. if they Sorry. don't push the whole timeline forward. Yeah. Uh, minus some of the really big ones sitting in key spots. You, you have to start to wonder if they don't take some of the like September, October, November movies and shove them into 2021 to make room for all the things that are getting delayed right now. Mm-hmm. And that that may happen. Well, because and, they're going to have to fill gaps next year for things that they were were kind of planning on releasing next year. So, right. Yeah. And I, I do want to say this because we're we're talking about obviously how this virus is affecting movie schedules and things. That's that's what we talk about. That's what this show is. And I started it by calling it the end of the world virus. And none of us are trying to make light of this. 39 people so far in this country have died from this thing. We, we understand the, the seriousness of it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things on social media with people, you know, talking about it just being a, a joke you know, almost media driven, media driven right. panic and things like that. And, and to a certain extent, do, do people tend to overreact? Yes. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not a serious thing that people should be concerned about, mm-hmm. you know, to take proper precautions Yes. Wash your hands. Be careful about touching your face. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like I said, there's 1,300 confirmed cases, I think, right now. Uh, 39 deaths confirmed. So, you know, yeah. people are doing the right thing. 
Mm -hmm. A lot of sporting events have been canceled as a sports fan. You know, I'm not thrilled about, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. We're doing things to try to limit crowds of people in public places to try to stop the spread of this thing. And that's where the movie thing comes into. Like Marisha mentioned, the movie theater is closing. There are large crowds of people in movie theaters and you're all packed in there tightly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is the it is the right thing to do. Yeah. So none of us are making light of it, but we are going to discuss it from the point of view of what this show is about. So, yeah. you know, no, nobody act like we're making light of it or making too serious of it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, oh, no big deal. But I, I, for one, am very happy that there are people who are taking it seriously enough so that I don't die of the, of the bat disease. Okay. Yeah. So thank thank you for canceling sports events. I wasn't going to go anyway, but. Right. Well, and I think a lot of times there's um, there's the, the dual uh, factors of, is it the right thing to do? And furthermore, are we going to lose money anyway? So uh, maybe sometimes, you know, a lot of times people complain about, you know, things being so money driven, but sometimes I guess uh, it's just as well because. You know, public safety and public health have to win out. And it, yeah. we're not a sports show, but I will say this, like David said, he wasn't going to the sporting event anyway. But you still feel bad for these athletes. Their championship tournaments are being canceled. Things yeah. they've wor- worked for their whole lives and dreams yeah. that are just being right. missed the opportunity for. Yeah. But again, like we said, in the in the gr- for the interest of the greater good, you feel like people are doing the right thing. At least they're trying to do something to, mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. to prevent the spread of this. So, you know, we, we understand it. And there are some, some films and some things that, you know, everybody's going to be disappointed to be able to miss, but mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So we don't want to make light of it. Like I said. And right. so instead everyone can sit at home and listen to podcasts. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yes. We'll give you something to do. Like the science right. fictionary podcast. That's and right. Horizont radio underground. Found on all your favorite streaming locations. It's true. It's true. Hey, welcome, friends of the Science Fictionary Podcast. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast. I'm logging this special geek report from C2E2, or Chicago's Comic-Con and Entertainment Expo. I went around and chatted with some folks about what it's like in the sci-fi community and what makes it so special. So as Lando would say, buckle up, baby. Let's get to it. Uh, I really like Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, that's pretty much about it. That's like the most of the most sci-fi that I read and watch. Why am I here? Because it's a fun gathering of all kinds of things. It's three days. Tickets are not that expensive. It's just a really good time to come hang out. Everybody here is, they have a little bit of everything for everybody. They have, you know, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. They have video games, comic books, Japanese things. They have just everything that if you are a classic nerd, you will find something that you are interested in here. Wow. I just love the creativity of it. It's so interesting and amazing and unique. Probably similar, similar answer to that. I grew up with it, so it's just from a young age has always captured my imagination. Just that it helps you like get out of the world that we live in and experience something unique to its own. 
So during my trek around McCormick Place, besides the random Jedi, Ewok, Sith Lord, we got all kinds of fans. And that's one of the fun things to do is people watch. Fans definitely come in all shapes and sizes. I spoke to Large Thor, <clears throat> and he was all too eager to talk about what he's excited about for the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe and all its projects. Uh, a little bit of something for everyone, I think, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, depending on what kind of heroes or villains you're into, or anti-heroes, you know. I'm going to these conventions, so looking forward to the new shows and all the new cosplays that people are going to be coming out with. Romance, action, mystery. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I, I loved uh, Marvel, because uh, many different things are, you know, different. And this being different is cool. I am attracted to the Spider-Man villains because, um, I don't know, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, but you I like... Your, you gotta ask your therapist, huh? Yes, I do, <laughs> I need to. Because, uh, I mean, I like Spider-Man too, but I'm more attracted to the villains. Well, this Craven the Hunter cosplayer I met encourages other folks who may not feel that comics are their cup of tea. He's got this advice and some other of the things that he's looking forward to, like a new Wolverine, perhaps. Mainly people, like, they don't like uh, comics and stuff like that. I feel like they don't really haven't given it a chance. So I would say just, you know, grab a comic book and start reading. It's, it's really good. It's nice. Even though I do love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, uh, I would love to see uh, their take, Disney's take on... Uh, X-Men, you know, and Wolverine, especially. Like I said, he uh, he did good. It's just uh, I feel like you know I, I would like to see more like something true to the, to the character, small build and you know buff. I would like to see the yellow uh, classic outfit. Yeah. And finally, for my friends at the Science Fictionary Podcast, something all King of the Nerds can relate to is the answer to this question. Why is it cool to be a nerd? Honestly, laser swords. <laughs> laser swords are the only answer. From Chicago, this is Ro from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Don't miss our own recap video on all the geekery here at C2E2 over on our channel at the Scarif Podcast. Look for it on YouTube, coming soon. Thanks to Kane Blust for this background track, and may the Science Fictionary Podcast be with you. Back to you guys. One of the things Andrew mentioned a minute ago, and actually was the next thing I was going to get to, was the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that they did show a trailer for that for the shareholders. And did any of you get a chance to read the footage description that was posted online? Mm, I kind of glanced at it, but it was I didn't really get a chance to read through it in detail. Uh, I read through it. Yeah. It, it really sounds like kind of an extended version of the little flashes we got in that mm -hmm. Disney plus trailer that ran in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a little bit of detail in there with a conversation between winter soldier and Baron Zemo. And I don't know if I should really mention the details of it. Is it, it should we call it, should we consider that a spoiler? Like, should, uh, I, should I, I mean, I guess we can give I a spoiler warning to people. If you don't watch trailers, 
we're about yeah. to describe a description of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, description of the trailer, basically, I'm not going to reopen it right now, but basically uh, opens with Baron Zemo and Bucky having a conversation. Uh, Bucky's going to see Baron Zemo to try to get his information out of him, and Zemo tries to activate his brainwashing trigger, <laughs> and it doesn't work. Which just proves that his deprogramming in Wakanda must have right. worked. He's no longer programmable. He's completely free of that. And then we get a few images of a press conference where the government's introducing their new version of Captain America to be U.S. agent. We already knew that character was in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Cap gave Sam the shield, the government's got different ideas. Right. Um, then we did really is a description of just some fight sequences that we get in the trailer. So uh, I don't know if any of that's really very exciting hearing a description at the same as seeing it. I wish we could see it. So well, does the, anybody have any thoughts on that? I mean, it sounds interesting. I'm kind of reading through it now. I mean, you know, introducing us agents going to be interesting and seeing how they play that with, uh, with cap handing the shield off to, to uh, Falcon. And I, I'm, this is the one, one of the ones I'm most excited about. I think there's just so much good story to be told with the characters that they brought in, the new characters they're bringing in. Yeah. Uh, bringing back Zemo, who really didn't get used. I mean, I, you know, he's a great, it's a great villain, great comic book villain, like use him. And right. I'm great. I'm glad to see they're going to actually make use of the character because we've had a lot of villains over the years that have just kind of fallen through the cracks. Yeah, when you felt like, I mean, if you didn't know that that his name was significant whenever he said it, you would have just been like, okay, random guy from Sokovia, you know? So, I'm a... Now, normally we get a trailer. Once they show it to shareholders, you usually get a trailer pretty quick. I just, I guess it depends on how long they think they may be delayed as to whether or not they mm-hmm. show the general public. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it can't sure hurt to show it to all of us. We would like to see it. Um, yeah, but to Andrew's point, you, you don't want to drop any. If, if you're not sure if you're going to be able to finish in time to make your release date, then you don't want to drop something too early. That's and, true. And let the buzz die down uh, too soon. Yeah, you want, the, you want the timing to write on something like that. Mm-hmm. David, did you have any thoughts about that? Kind of like y'all said, it's, it's just more of the stuff we already saw. Nothing really new confirmed there except for that someone started the uh restarted the super soldier program which i guess is the whole you know that's where u.s agent comes from i am excited for this i like the falcon a lot i like bucky a lot in these movies Mm -hmm. and i'm very much looking forward to it i'm kind of worried that it's gonna feel the most like every other marvel movie Compared to what we have come, especially this was probably what I was most excited for until we started hearing more about Loki, WandaVision. Now those are what I'm most excited for, and this one's kind of died down a little bit for me. But I mean, I'm going to binge watch the whole thing, or is is it going to release all at one time or episode by episode? Have they even said yet? I don't think they've I said. Would think it's probably going to be episode by episode. That seems to be, the, you know, Netflix always dropped their stuff all at once. So then the last few streaming services right. that have come out have done everything episode by episode. Mm-hmm. CBS All Access is week to week. Right. Disney Plus so far dropped Mandalorian on a weekly basis. So that seems to be the trend of the way we're going with this stuff. Yeah. And you understand why. You don't want somebody to binge watch everything in a weekend during their free trial and uh-huh. go away. Well, and for these... <laughs> newer streaming services that aren't Netflix, you know, it's this, 
spreading that buzz out over weeks or months instead of a weekend. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited for that one too. I'm, I'm kind of like David. I'm more excited for, I think WandaVision is the one I'm most excited about now after seeing the images we saw. It's exciting to know that we're getting closer to something else on Disney Plus besides Mandalorian. So yes, uh, I was excited to hear that hear about that. And another one too, staying in the world of Marvel, uh, and another, and another movie we had just mentioned during our coronavirus talk was Black Widow. Uh, we do have the final trailer for that. And it's amazing. Look, it is. I love, I love this freaking trailer. That might be one of my favorite trailers I have seen for anything this year. No, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. It hits all the right notes and I'm way, way more excited for this movie than I really thought I was going to be. Me too. Oh, I am dying to see this movie. Like, it was one that I I was always wanting to see, but, like, I'm like Captain America excited for this one now. You know, the way I was Mm -hmm. before, uh, like, Winter Soldier. You know, I just, Uh I'm ready for this movie. I was going to mention Winter Soldier, because Winter Soldier is still, when it first came out, it was my favorite Marvel movie, and I still think it's towards the top. I'm Mm -hmm. hard-pressed now, at the moment, to think of anything that still tops it for me but captain america winter soldier like a at least still one of my top three marvel movies. oh absolutely yeah and this great. one absolutely has that same feel to it and i'll steal every time i see natasha and her sister on screen together i fall more and more in love with that dynamic yeah. i love this character i don't know we have to i need to see the movie first and I don't know if it makes sense to have any plans with for her past this, but God, I would just from the trailers, I would hope so. She seems fantastic, and you I'm know, dying to see that on screen. You know, and I think I really suspect that there are plans for her because she's kind of one of the. There's a lot of buzz around her mm-hmm. right now. Yep, um, she's she's kind of like the next it girl. Yep, and you know. I I think. Now, not that Marvel's never brought in, you know, ridiculously huge names for roles that don't turn out to be ridiculously huge, but I would be surprised if if this one doesn't go anywhere beyond this movie. You know what the best part of this trailer was, though? Mm. Taskmaster. We got to see much more of Taskmaster in action. Yeah. and Watching yeah. Iron Man 2. <laughs> Just literally watching Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. That was so freaking cool. And you can see, like, the, um, I mean, I've seen it pointed out many times. He's just straight up copying moves of all these characters we've seen in the universe. And I wasn't sure if they were, I mean, that, that's what Taskmaster's power is, right? He can look at it, copy the uh, copy the moves, and instantly know all the fighting and stuff like that. And that's what makes him such a formidable foe. But it's a little weird of a power, you know? It's yeah. kind of... It's kind of like, what are you, Tasma? Okay, so you look, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, kind of weird. So I wasn't sure if they were going to do it. I kind of thought maybe he's just going to be a cool fighter, you know, or she. Right. There's a lot of rumors that it's going to be a she. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking at the body. And yeah. That's why I said Taskmaster and not he, because I'm also starting to believe I th- think this is a woman. Yeah. Now, and, I also heard this is very speculative rumor but would put an interesting twist on it if there's actually more than one person filling the role of Taskmaster. Uh, Taskmaster. 
I could see them doing that. That'd be fine with me. I don't. I also do think that the idea of Taskmaster in this universe, especially in the setting of this movie, makes sense to the plot. If it is a rogue Black Widow agent, you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's someone who came out the same program Natasha did, mm-hmm. who's that? I th- yeah. yeah. I'm I'm liking that idea. I think it makes sense to the mm-hmm. to what could be the plot of this movie, and it it fits the universe. It fits what this movie is about. Um, I've heard a lot of rumors. It's going to be her sister. It's going to be revealed. Just pure speculation. Yeah, I don't know that I'm buying that one, but I wouldn't doubt if it is a woman. If it is <coughs> a failed agent from the same program they came from, and if it is someone Natasha has history with. All that makes sense, and yes, all that sounds a little easy and a little formulaic, but there's a reason some of these tropes are used, because there is mm-hmm. impact to it. We'll see. I think it's an interesting idea, and I'm, I'm actually kind of starting to buy into it. Real quick question. Are they going to pull some crazy comic book shenanigans to somehow bring her back to life in this movie? I know it's a prequel. I know it's a prequel, but you never know with Marvel. And this is another thing I've seen people speculating about, do you think that's at all even a possibility? I hope not. And and I'm going to clarify. Not because I don't love the character, because I do. And David, I know, knows for a fact, I love Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. I will watch that woman boil water. I don't care. <laughs> I love her as an actress. Uh, I'm, I'm being serious. I love that character. I actually enjoy the film version of the character more than I do even the comic book version of the character. Mm-hmm. I am saddened by the fact that she died, but that's exactly why I don't want them to bring her back. Don't lessen that emotional impact. Right. There have to be there there have to be consequences to this stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, or next time or next time you do something similar, nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. Right. I I honestly, if it was far enough down the road, I I wouldn't have an issue with them maybe bringing her back in some way. But I think you have to at least have time for everyone to move on and learn to go forward without her before you even remotely consider bringing her back. Yeah. That's what they should do. I I don't think so. I I think at this point, if they're going to, if there's going to be a Black Widow in the next Avengers film, it's going to be her sister. Oh, and see, I was just talking about any future plans for that character. Andrew, you just filled in my blank. That would work. I'm also loving Red Guardian. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's hilarious. (laughs) Like you said, there is not a more boring character. It's like... It's like a caveman version of Captain America. <laughs> or a Viking. It's just like... Well, no, I just, it's like a Russian uh, version of Captain exactly. America. Exactly. It's like a drunk exactly Russian know, version of Captain America. So, No, I'm yeah, really excited Russian about... I, there's there's really nothing in this movie I'm not excited about. I love we got a little more of the dinner table scene. Mm-hmm. Don't slouch. You're going to end up with a hump. You know? <laughs> And she starts arguing, and there's Red Guardian. Listen to your mother. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love that. This, yeah. Uh, there's nothing about this movie so far that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, it the, took me the way whole too long. Dynamic thing is really getting me. Yeah, it yeah. took me re- way too long to realize that that was Rachel Weisz. Oh yeah. Well, I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. I, I guess I just blocked it out. Yeah. I, this most recent trailer, I'm sitting there looking at it, and I was like, 
it's it's Rachel Weiss. Like, how did I not notice this before? <laughs> he yeah. says, "You know who that is, right?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Daniel told us like three weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah, I do. I love Rachel Weiss. I love that whole cast, and we all love, we all watch Stranger Things. We all love David Harbor. Mm-hmm. So it's there's there's just nothing about this movie I don't like. Mark Ruffalo also has been. Uh, Rumored to a side dong for She-Hulk. I don't think if that's true. I don't think any of us were surprised by it. No, right? But you kind of needed him for it, right? Yeah, I mean that is if you're going to have any kind of connection to the comic book origin of this character, you have to have Hulk. She actually gained her powers from a blood transfusion from Bruce. Right. It's it's her Um, cousin. Right, they are cousins, um, and she was, I won't get into too much detail, but she was injured in an attack from a supervillain, and she needed a blood transfusion, and there was Bruce, gave her a blood transfusion, saved her life, and she gained her powers. Okay. I'm not saying that's what we're going to do in the show, but you have Hulk and She-Hulk, you still need to establish some kind of connection between the two characters. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think any of us are surprised if Mark Ruffalo is in the first episode it you know and and then go from there yeah so i, th- I and, think so. and you make a good point it's probably is just like the first episode i don't i don't imagine he'll be around for much of the show well kind of like you know, mariah hill and um the guy with one eye whose name i'm totally blanking on nick fury nick, nick fury. fury they were in the first <laughs> what the first episode or two of shield you know, just well, they were in the last sit. episode or two of the first season. You're right; like they were just around for a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine that he'll be there, you know, a ton of screen time. But I figure he's at least got to play a prominent part in the story, at least in the origin. Unless you're going to totally change the origin. Yeah, which I don't see them doing. Um, I would love. We talked a lot last week about. Uh, uh, how much we'd love to see Allison Brie play She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and I love Mark Ruffalo. I think I really like his Hulk a lot, and I think he's actually a really funny actor. And I would love to see him as Professor Hulk interacting with Allison Brie. I think that would be just some of the most charming scenes that I've ever seen. Yeah, I would. I, I am very happy with like okay, good because you know it, it seems so obvious. But when you haven't heard about it instantly, it, I, it's I, I get this feeling of like, so why haven't they said he'll be in it yet? Is he not going to be in it? He's the Hulk. Why aren't they saying they announced that? You know, Loki's in. Well, because it's called Loki. But you know what I mean. Like, they're not afraid to announce that their big deal actors are in these shows. So why haven't they announced Mark Ruffalo yet? And that's just where my brain starts going. Uh, probably so happy to hear because it. it's so far out. I would think, and they haven't even cast their title character yet. And that would be my and guess. The other thing that I would think might be playing a role in that is, I believe Ruffalo's contract is up with Marvel. New contract time. Hmm. Yeah, which they're going to be fools if they don't give him a new contract. So I mean, maybe it's like I, I don't know. A lot of people were real unhappy with the whole Professor Hulk thing in in Endgame. Hmm. Because oh, I was. I, I mean, I was. I, I think everybody wanted to see Hulk get his revenge. Yeah, I think Hulk was... 
as much as I love those two movies, I think Hulk was the most mishandled character of Infinity War and Endgame. I agree. The thing is, though, he was great in in Infinity War if you then follow it up with continuing hey. that arc in Endgame. Exactly. Then it would have been fine. But they just kind of, it kind of felt like they just wanted to do Professor Hulk and they just kind of ditched what they had going for him. And Ragnarok, I mean, they said before Endgame came out that it was supposed to be his, that's supposed to be his trilogy. Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame was supposed to be a full trilogy for the Hulk mm-hmm. because we weren't able to get that. And it, it feels like Ragnarok and it, and Infinity War, like solid story, and then Endgame just takes this hard right. I'd, I'd like Professor Hulk, but it just felt like it could have been so much more. Yeah. Same thing with Thor in that movie. Well, there were there were so many Hulk Hulk rumors, including a Red Hulk rumor for Endgame that didn't uh, pan out. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that either. I've never been a fan of that, even in the comics. Like, you're, you're totally destroying the point of the character. It really is, you know, the the struggle with this inner beast and how he controls it or uses it or fights it or whatever is best for him at the time. It's, mm-hmm. It really is the conflict of what do I do with this thing. Right, yeah. which is what makes me think that that was Ruffalo's last theatrical appearance as the Hulk. That they were trying to rush forward to wrap up his arc to where he has conquered his, he, he's beaten his struggle, and now you can move on without wondering what happened to him. And I would have yeah. much rather seen him and Hulk trying to work it out. The same, What they set up in Infinity War was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Of Like, we got a lot of things to work out, pal. Like, yeah, you do. So let's see it. Oh, you were in a Gamma Lab? And, Okay. So I kind of felt the same way, like you just said, you felt they did kind of the same thing with Thor. And I was kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. They, they've done some really interesting things with Thor and I loved Ragnarok. Um, and it's not that I loved all the concepts of what they did in, um, in Endgame, but, you know, like mm-hmm. if Thor is not the king of Asgard, if he's, you know, then... It, 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 you know he's a completely different it's a completely different trajectory it's all it's all totally different um you mm-hmm. know and if this next thor movie is going to be mostly based around jane foster i mean i'm down to see jane foster but i don't want to see thor not be thor anymore no, I, th- I really think they're gonna mo- i think they're gonna split screen time pretty evenly from everything I've yeah, gathered so far in this in this next to. movie. And I think that, and I, I know we're going to get into some of it later, I, I think that they did with Thor what they did because they needed an excuse for Thor to go out because he's, um, you know, so if he's going to show up in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they want to do. They don't do, want him tied to Earth. They didn't want him tied to Earth because I think there's fixing to be a major push into the cosmic Mm-hmm. part of the marvel universe i mean they've already established it with whatever fury's working on we've mm-hmm. got the guardians we've got i mean heck we were even supposed to get nova in um in endgame and they cut yep. it and right so that stuff's coming and we needed a reason for thor to be out there that's true right and you've got eternals which is part of the cosmic universe you've got mm-hmm. you know guardians is going to continue the some of the things we've seen on earth a lot of those storylines kind of tied themselves up a little bit and ran themselves out. Captain Marvel's a cosmic character. Mm-hmm. Uh, is th- this is what's coming. This is this is and and that's really 
that was what we were always told about James Gunn was he's going to head up our cosmic universe, which is going to be a major part of phase four and phase five. And, and that's what we're getting. That's the way this stuff is trending. And, yeah. uh, and actually the, the next topic I wanted to get to is falls right in line with this. David had actually brought this to my attention earlier that, uh, David, did you tell me you had read guardians were confirmed for the, for Thor four? Well, here's what happened. Vin Diesel, was giving an interview and he was talking about how him and James Gunn were excited about what they're going to do with the guardians in Thor four. And he was like, Oh wait, I shouldn't have said that. Uh Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, but that makes sense because that's where Endgame ended was Thor leaving. Yeah. The guardians. Guardians so we the all galaxy. have actually been kind of confused. Like, well, we need an explanation of either what happened to the guardians or are the guardians going to be in the movie? We never got any word either way. Yeah, but I'm happy to hear. I mean, like, that makes sense. And it, it, for some reason, it never clicked with me. Because my speculation was always, so is Thor going to be in Guardians? Mm-hmm, right. It never, for some reason, it never clicked with me, oh, Guardians could be in Thor. Same. I never thought about yeah, it that well, way. I always had it yeah, the other way around. I thought about it. With Thor, we, always knew, we already knew Thor was coming first. We did. I know, but, but then we had that trailer, we had the big, you know, love and thunder, and so it just completely... You're ditching yeah, exactly. You're you're not thinking about the Guardians and, and you know the Guardians are gonna want to go after Gamora and stuff. They set that up very clearly that they're gonna go find Gamora. So it kind of makes me think like what are they doing in I Thor? I can't believe y'all never asked yourselves this question because I've been asking it for months. <laughs> I about it. If only and we could I'm all be as smart as you, now. Daniel. Sorry, Dad, we're not smart. Uh, but I'm actually a little worried because I feel like it's going to be almost what we were talking about with Professor Hulk, where they needed the character to be in a certain place, so they just said, screw it, and put him in that place. I almost have this worry that they're like, oh, we want Guardians to be in Thor, so let's have them go off together. And, well, the Guardians are supposed to be going after Gamora, and that should be the number one priority. Of course it should be. Uh, But let's see what they do with Thor. Well, I mean... Something's gonna earth shattering is gonna happen, right? So like the the next great supervillain comes in and riding a silver surfboard or something, you know. And then, well, what you're gonna do? You got to take care of it before you move on to your next thing. I guess you're right. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. You got to take care of it before you move on to your next thing. But then also, I'm kind of worried that maybe they're gonna bog down Thor with the search for Gamora. But no, they're not gonna do that. That's gonna be Guardians three. I, I think we're yeah. I think what you're probably gonna see is you're gonna see. I think you're going to see Thor start off with them because we've got, this is the beginning of a new phase and we didn't really do anything to tell us where phase four is going at the end of phase three. No. So going in, we've kind of got to establish like what they've been doing before this starts. And so I think that you will see whatever occurs that cause, and, and you'll see that their stories diverge at some point where the guardians go we we see a setup to to put them into the next Guardians movie, and then we get at the same time get whatever leads to the events of Love and Thunder. Well, how much screen time are you thinking for the Guardians? Are we thinking over or under thirty minutes? Under, under. Me too. Under. Yeah, I'd put it about first, there. First twenty minutes of the movie, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be out of the way, probably sooner. But then again, Ragnarok was a. F- full-blown team-up movie yep it's true i think you know it could go he he could just sort of be the the extra you know 
it could play like like the Guardians movie did with just Thor being one of the characters, you know, in their motley mm-hmm. crew. Um, and then after, you know, they deal with whatever crisis they deal with, then they all kind of go their ways. Right. So you're so that that would imply that the Guardians would be in it like the whole time. I, I mean, would have no that, problem with that. Me either. We uh, do have to Guardians. get past the 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 who's in charge squabbling though, because that could get old real quick. That's hilarious. No, I want to see that the whole movie. <laughs> I want to see them like, yes, you know who's in charge. Just back and forth, and <laughs> they play that so well. Yeah, we get we get a little of that with Star Star Lord and Rocket already. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. We don't need more of that dynamic. But I feel like they kind of settled that dynamic in uh. And uh, and and Guardians two kind of came to end, so I'm, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not actually wanting it to be a plot point. I just think it's freaking hilarious, like the Peter Quill lowering his voice to try to sound more manly. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I love the Guardians so much. Oh my god! Yeah. I was watching Guardians two before this Skype call started. Okay. All right. Well, so Guardians and Thorful. Thor, Love and Thunder, which makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I wanted to bring something else up to y'all, too. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. and just haven't had time. And again, it's something I was reminded about earlier today that we should do. Um, when Disney bought Fox, and Andrew has put this up on a Twitter poll for us before. When Disney bought Fox, they acquired a lot of great sci-fi properties, which we some of us feel like we never got enough of. Uh, Firefly, obviously, number one. <laughs> that goes without space saying. Above, yeah, <laughs> right. Space Above and Beyond. Um, Andrew knows more than I do off the top of his head. <clears throat> I mean, your, your big ones, two. you've got those two. You've got Sliders. You've got the X-Files. And you have some, sliders, of, some yes. great science fiction series that really didn't get their, you know, I, I won't say that with the X-Files. The X-Files was a long-running oh. show and really did get closed out. And, and you know, in the last couple of years, they actually Fox had done two more seasons uh, that were really good. Yeah, and so as much as I love the X Files, I don't know if there's anywhere to go unless you have someone continue Mulder's work. No, I, I think X Files has ran its course. Though we've we've it it had a long run. That series is good where it is. It's done. I don't think we're going to see that one again. Uh, mostly kind of the stuff I was thinking about was Sliders, Firefly, Space Above and Beyond. Uh, those are the kind of things that we all sort of feel like we could get more of. I don't know that we can actually do any of those shows again with the cast we had. Right. All those people have moved on. Mm-hmm. But is there anything we might like to see Disney reboot and do more with the property and the ideas mm-hmm. around those properties? I think, of course, I would love to see something set. I don't think you're ever getting the Firefly cast back together. No. Um, and you've lost people. Um, I think that in Firefly, that first season, you've got something very special. And I, I would almost hate to see him tinker with that. Now, at the same time, Jewel State regularly says that, yes, I want to come back and be the captain of my own ship in the Firefly universe. And I'm all for that. Yep. I would watch yeah. the heck out of that show. Um, 
So something new set in, in the Firefly universe? Absolutely. I've kind of given up hope of ever getting the original crew back together. Um, but I think the one most deserving of a full-out reboot is Space Above and Beyond. Okay. It was never done justice. One, because Fox did not know how to handle sci-fi properties. They used it a lot like they did Firefly. It was used as filler between sporting events. It, it was aired at random sporadic times. You never knew when it was coming on. And the technology, the, you know, the technology to make something like that on TV has improved so much. And, uh, I really think Space Above and Beyond is, would be my first choice for a full reboot. Okay, and see, mine would be Sliders. Mine too. I, I love the concept behind Sliders. Yep. Um, I love the interaction between the original four characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got kind of screwy with it in later seasons because you had, you know, cast moving around and stuff. And, of course, like you said, we've lost people. I mean, you're not getting the same cast back. You know what? You might get Jerry O'Connell to come back. Jerry O'Connell is not super busy these days. No, and he's and he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. So I I don't know a full reboot or if you could do something where you just pick up and Jerry is sliding by himself for whatever reason. You know, he's lost his crew and he starts picking up new people. If we could find some kind of similar dynamic between characters, I I, I think I could really enjoy that show again. Yeah. Um, it got so weird though. <laughs> they like, got they got real but, hung up on the Cro-Mag storyline. And it kind of kind of ruined the later seasons. I feel but like it's one of those shows that did like this week's weird thing for a while, and they were like, "Oh no, we need a story arc." Well, that's no, we never need a story arc. That show was at its best with its original concept. Yes, let's explore what this world would be like if one little thing were different. Yeah, if if the Nazis had won World War Two, if America had lost the revolution. Mm-hmm. If I don't know, I don't know if they ever did this or not, but sometimes it was something as simple as if the Red Sox never traded Babe Ruth, you know, just right. things like that. One little thing different. How would it change our world? Right. Well, that's it, when that show was at its best. That's what I would like to see again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'd be all over that. And it's, it's, um, I, I think that what it did was captured some of the spirit of Star Trek. And the mm-hmm. way it approached social commentary. Right. But probably found, because there's been a lot of shows that have emulated that aspect of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But I think they found maybe the most unique spin on it. And uh, yeah, I'd be all over Sliders coming back. Either reboot or find some way to continue the story. I mean, I've always, you know, you could have, if you could get Jerry O'Connell back, have him. Basically, pick up uh, John Reese Davies' role exactly, in be that. The old man. You know, he can be the. We can even have him. He's been. He stopped sliding. He's been. He's been a professor. He's been teaching this stuff and accidentally reopens, reopens the wormhole the portal again. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it would. It would be awesome. So you're on board with either of those shows, but your first choice is still Space Above and Beyond. It is because. And again, because I think it was done the least justice in its original run. Yeah, I I just think there was, I love the concept of Sliders so much, though, that I think there's more they really could have done with the original concept before they, like, you know, like Marisha said, they got on this, we need a story arc, and this Cro-Mag, anyway. 
but <laughs> the, David, the, the Chromags were the sliders. The Chromags yeah. were the sliders with the Yuzong Vong uh, were the Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. That's a good analogy. But I was going to ask David because David is so much younger than all of us. Have you ever even seen any of the shows we're talking about? No, I've not. <laughs> I've been just listening and like, uh huh. You mean, have I seen Firefly, even, I right? Seen Firefly, but I, the one I'm aware of is Firefly. And you haven't seen Firefly? This. Wait a second. All right. Well, well, hold on before you get into that. So I was, I've been meaning to ask you because I really like what we're doing with the Star Trek stuff, where we're talking about people, you know, y'all getting to experience yeah. it for the first time. So mm-hmm. when we're done with that. David's got to watch Firefly. I, well, Firefly, Firefly may have to go first. I was going to pull some watch list homework from the X-Files, but we might have to do Firefly first. That sounds like a great idea. I would love to do that. Your, your sci-fi um, you know, viewing experience is incomplete if you haven't seen Firefly. You're, you're, you're correct. And, and Sliders, just from the conversation I'm hearing, Sliders sounds really, really cool. But I actually, you know, I'm not I'm not familiar with as many franchises as you guys are, but I have been thinking um, about what I ought to see. And I have two answers. My first answer, the joke answer, is that I'd, l- I'd like to see them reboot Firefly and then cancel it after 14 episodes uh, <laughs> just to watch the world burn. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, this is kind of a joke, but kind of really awesome, right? So hear me out. Predator. Right, Predator. 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 That is now owned by Disney. Predator was a Fox property, and mm-hmm. yeah, and that is a. Uh, and I know there are, there are other there are probably some stuff in development for Predator, but I have a pitch. So one of the cooler, wackier, more crazy but actually readable crossovers in comic books between different franchises has been Batman versus Predator. That was good. That yeah, they were it was but it was it was really good. But it was crazy, right? But now here we are, and Disney owns Predator. They're not crossing over with Batman because I would love to see a Batman versus Predator movie. Can you imagine? <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it over there, right? But that's not going to happen. So, what's the next best? The next best thing? Predator versus oh, Predator. Predator versus Iron Man. Uh Predator hmm. versus Iron Man. Bring back Robert Downey Jr. Alternate universe. Don't set it with anything. Mm-hmm. Don't don't set it up with anything. You have you start you open the movie. You have Iron Man being Iron Man. Whatever. Uh oh, Predators here. Just a slugfest between Predator and Iron Man for two hours. Somebody who liked mine and David's arguments last weekend, get ready for this. <laughs> I have seen the Predator. Iron Man would absolutely destroy him. I'm a I, like duh. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. That's about a thirty-second movie, son. <laughs> but it would be so cool. Bring it back. Here's no, what you do. Bring, it really would. No, no, here's what you do. Bring it back to Iron Man One. Iron Man. What the hell does that guy to do with anything? Because that 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 Iron Man has like he just has like a, a repulsor. That's it. He doesn't have all this nanotech crap. And you can have this no, nanotech. But he had the little miniature missiles that blew up a tank. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Look, I thought about this in 30 seconds whenever you brought up the topic, okay? I did my best. No. Right. Predator versus Captain America. Okay. Yeah. There are some other notable series out there in, in that Fox now owns. Uh, Terra Nova is one. Uh, yep. 
did think about Terra Nova. I forgot about when we, whenever we started recording, but I thought about Terra Nova earlier. Uh, uh, can I get back to David for just a second? Sure. <laughs> David, you're missing the obvious Predator crossover. Daredevil. Oh. Predator turns himself invisible. Daredevil's blind. Predator sees in heat vision. Daredevil uses so echolocation. Right. That's so right. He's a more comparable character to Batman, by the way. Yeah, hmm. I know. I just wasn't thinking. I'm thinking movies. But I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now that we've settled that that's the proper Predator Marvel crossover, we can move on <laughs> to Andrew speaking of Terra Nova. Andrew, please continue. Um, I just wanted to, you know, there are a few other notable sci-fi series that, that they own now. Um, they own a second Joss Whedon series in Dollhouse. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Dollhouse never really captured what Firefly did, though. It didn't, but i tell you what I would like to see. It, it picked up in Dollhouse. I want to see more of the... At the end of each season, you had those aside episodes, the kind of post-apocalyptic stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. pick up there. Like, I, I, you know, I want to see more of that. You know, others, there, there's other series out there, but they own Futurama now. Right, I mean, you're can, not doing anything can, else. Can we bring Futurama back for the fourth time? No, I think Future Vomit ran its course too. But we were talking about any of the same cast you want to back. So, any of Dollhouse's Dollhouse's original cast you want to see again in the show, or do you want a complete reboot? I don't know why. I don't. Not. I don't. I don't know why. I don't think it's one that needs a reboot. You can just pick up the continuation. Yeah, as much of the same cast as you can and make it. Yeah, work. absolutely. I don't think any of I haven't seen any of them in any doing a whole lot here lately. You know, and of course, these are all p- totally speculative on the fact, you know, on, on the idea that any of these actors would have any interest in coming back for a show. Right. Um, and would they come back for a Joss Whedon show that wasn't run by Joss Whedon anymore? Um, well, who said Joss can't come back and run it? He could, but Joss Whedon... He's very protective of his properties. He is. And you know if they gave him a chance to try Firefly again, he would jump at it. He loves that show. He does. Uh, but I, Joss Whedon kind of ran into a brick wall a couple of years ago and has not much has been heard from Joss Whedon in that the Avengers last couple of years. Burnt, Avengers burned him out. That was the story well, we got about that. Well, he, he kind of got in caught in some other stuff too that uh, kind of cast him in a negative light. He kind of got yeah. caught up in a lot of the... Uh, Time's up drama. Mm, me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too, and then all of that. Really, I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of after having been pretty loud about how you know how supportive he was of all the women everywhere for all the things the, for uh, a long time, um, it, it kind of came out that he, then there were some accusations leveled at him. Um, and he just sort of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, nothing ever came of any of it, so who knows. But the bottom line is the only thing I can even think of that his name has been attached to in the last couple of years has been he was going to do Batgirl, right? He had a Wonder Woman script one time that even he admits sucked. He wasn't happy with his own Wonder Woman script. He was attached to Batgirl for a little while. He dropped out of that because, again, he admitted he really couldn't do justice to the character. That was the last thing he really was attached to. That was around the same time that he picked up on Justice League. 
and finished directing that film. All that was right around the same period of time whenever Zack Snyder had to drop out of Justice League. Mm-hmm. That's really been the last period of time we heard anything from him was right around the release of Justice League because that's the same time he was attached to that Batgirl film, which he also had to drop out of. So mm-hmm. it's been a couple of years. I don't know. I mean, it would, it, and like you said, there are a lot of people, I think, who were involved in Joss Whedon projects. You know, he tended to kind of use the same people for a lot of things over the years. So, mm-hmm. you know, that might, they might not even be game, um, you know, if he weren't involved. So, you know, like you said, it's all t- totally and completely speculative right now. But yeah, I mean, we'd like to That's see, all that was about. we'd like to see some of them back someday. Yeah. So, they, they do own a lot of interesting sci-fi now, and we would hope to get some of that back in the future. So, David kind of let me down this week. David, you didn't do your homework, son. It's been a busy week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing a weekly thing where David and Marisha have been watching the Star Trek films. Uh, Marisha had never seen them all. David's never seen any of them so we were letting them watch them every week and give us their thoughts as a first time viewer um and we were supposed to do star trek 4 this week but david did not have a chance to watch it so no marisha has agreed she would rather wait until david's seen it too so they can talk about it together so we're going to wait and do that one uh next week apologize deeply from the bottom of my heart we shall never forgive you (laughs) <laughs> just FYI <laughs> so we're going to skip that one this week and I think that's probably all the time we've got so until next week Andrew where can people find you on the internet okay people can find me at uh, running the twitter account for this show at sci underscore fictionary you can find me hosting our other podcast course not radio underground that as that Twitter account is crew C R U underscore podcast. Uh, you can also drop us a line for this show at the science fictionary at gmail.com. And Marisha, you can find me on the internet. I'm on Twitter. I am P underscore Padawans. Um, Instagram. I am princesses underscore and underscore Padawans and princessandpadawans.com on the internets because, you know, mostly that's what I do. <laughs> and David, what about you? You guys can find me on Twitter at stay underscore creative DD. I've been trying to be a lot more active on there, making a lot of tier lists and stuff like that. And also you can find me over at my YouTube channel, which is now called creative D and D. The D and D doesn't stand for dungeons and dragons, but we do talk about dungeons and dragons. So you won't be disappointed. Come over there and check that out. Awesome. All right. And I am Dan C. Peeps on Twitter, and we'll see you next time.